1: Welcome back. As we know, the biggest worry surrounding surging COVID numbers is that they will overwhelm our health system. And cancelled surgeries and other treatments have only recently been resumed. And while cancer treatment continued through the pandemic, it was scaled back. We've already heard Somewhat about the consequences of that. Well, now a new study in the British Medical Journal has quantified some of the damage, and that is based on cases in the United Kingdom and here in Canada. And one finding, for example, is that delaying a patient's cancer treatment by four weeks could increase the risk of death by about 10%. I would like to hear from you if you or a loved one or a friend is in that situation where there was some part of treatment that was put off, that it was difficult accessing something, anything related to the impact on cancer treatment. We know that even cancer diagnoses were reduced during. People just didn't get diagnosed. They couldn't go to the doctor. Uh, it, it's just a whole cascade of bad stuff. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 And now let's go to Dr. Timothy Hanna, who is an associate professor of oncology at Queens University School of Medicine and a clinician scientist at the Ontario Institute for Cancer Research. Dr. Hanna, thanks for joining us.
2: Well, thanks, Libby. Thanks for having me on the air.
1: Okay. Well, um, you examine the impact on uh, a wide range of cancer treatments. Uh, Just uh, go over what they are, please. For sure. So in
2: our study, we investigated seven different major cancers uh, that were treated with the three major kinds of cancer treatment, surgery, radiation, and drug therapy. The cancers that we looked at were bladder cancer, breast cancer, colon, rectum, lung, cervix,
1: and head and neck cancer. Okay. And what did you find?
2: So... In this study, we, we found that uh, among the over 1.2 million people that had high-quality data that we could investigate, that with a treatment delay of four weeks, that there was a significantly increased risk of death among 13 of the 17 forms of cancer treatment that we looked at. Uh, and furthermore, what we what we found was that as these delays mounted, the increase on the chance of death increased. Um, these findings um, were small in terms of the effect on an individual person level. But when when you look at a whole population where many, many, many people are exposed to delay, the, these effects tend to mount.
1: Okay. Now, I had a, a quite a number of conversations about this throughout the course of the pandemic. And, I was assured every single time by whichever doctor or hospital I was talking to saying, you know what, the procedures that have to be done are being done, don't worry, but those that can be postponed are being postponed. I mean, what you're finding seems to fly in the face of this.
2: It's, uh, you know, uh, looking back at the... uh, the initial lockdown that we went through, this was a, a once in a, a century experience, and, and certainly there were uh, measures taken in order that we could uh, develop an appropriate plan. Um, I, I think the one thing I would point out is that, as much as the, the cancer community uh, believed that delay was not a good thing, we we didn't have rigorous and comprehensive estimates of of just exactly. How uh, significant the impact on on delay on outcomes could be uh,
1: yeah, but on, on the other hand, we were being told that mm. um, that wasn 't the case, and I know that there are benchmarks for every different form of cancer on on you know what the delay between a diagnosis and treatment should be right right, and I mean, let me just read something from your report that I think is is very sobering. So uh, researchers estimated that a delay in surgery of 12 weeks for all patients with breast cancer during COVID-19 lockdowns and their aftermath, for example, would over the course of a year lead to and i'll just use the canada number 700 excess deaths in canada that means 700 people 700 yeah. mothers wives sisters friends of people will die who would have otherwise lived
2: yeah yeah it, the results are are certainly very sobering i i would just point out for that the the example that we we use um, assumes A 12 week delay for all women over the course of a year for every, everyone in Canada. So this, this is a, um, you know, would, would model a very, a very serious situation in Canada. The the exact numbers of, uh, of women who are exposed to delay, um, in each province is something that would need to be put together to, to provide, uh, an estimate of of where things are at or where they could be, but 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 certainly, even if we're talking about far less than that, it, it's it's still concerning, and our results point to the need to minimize healthcare system related delay for these various forms of cancer treatment that we've found as much as we possibly can.
1: You know, there was a a line in that report that I found uh, particularly sobering, and it said there's no such thing as a safe period of time of of delay uh, because, uh, like I said, what I've been told, and this is over a course of of years of following this very closely, that's not what I've been told.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, our our, our results um, allow us to uh, estimate based on the time periods that are covered in the studies that that we could analyze. Very specifically, it means that we have good information for between a three to four week wait up to about sixteen weeks. But below that three or four week mark, the the information is not there to say either way. But, but certainly the, the overall evidence does suggest that as we shorten the delays, that there are potentially um, gains that we can see in outcomes for the specific treatments at least, that, that we were able to look at and find high-quality evidence. Um, and, and I think that what our results uh, say and, and say to decision-makers is that we need to sit down and look at the, um, the benchmarks and the appropriate weights that we currently have uh, to, to see, um, you know, based on these results, if if these are where they should be.
1: Uh, I'd like to start. I'd like to take a call from Ron and Georgina. Hello, Ron. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Yes,
0: uh, uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I've been diagnosed. They think it is. It's a one centimeter in my bladder.
1: Sorry to hear so, that.
0: Uh, so am I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, so I've been uh, pretty quick from my doctor. My ultrasound, I'm going to take a CAT scan tomorrow. Good. Friday to the 13th, 13th, which sounds good.
1: Uh, why not? <laughs> take the and appointment when you get it, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I, I'm seeing uh, specialists by the 27th, so everything happened within one month for me.
1: Oh, that's, that, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, do you have any uh, special worries related to the second wave?
0: no no i 'm just apprehensive uh, of going to the hospital, but uh, i 'm single and i, I take I, I take care of myself i 've been sanitizing my hands for over five years, or so and I wear a face
1: Hello, did we lose you okay I think we we lost ron uh, ron i 'm uh, very glad to hear that it is working out for you. Quickly or uh, within a reasonable period of time, and all the best of luck to you with that CAT scan tomorrow, Um, Doctor Hannah. I guess that's uh, that's pretty good news. That sounds sort of fairly normal for the course of a diagnosis.
2: Yes, that's that's excellent. I I, I, I do share um, your 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 concerns about people that may not have come to the point of even diagnosis. Um, due to the initial lockdown waves. You know, this this um, could lead to more people than expected being diagnosed with cancer in the coming months, which could put a strain on our system. But I'm really glad for Ron that this is, is working out well for him right now.
1: Well, right. I, I have a number out of the states, and it says that the number of cancers diagnosed weekly in the United States during March and April fell by almost 50%. Hmm. And that doesn't mean they weren't there.
2: It's correct. Yes, it's it's a it's an issue. Very very likely of diagnostic delay, and um, and and when that happens, um, it it could mean that the person presents with a, a later stage of disease at the time that they do come to medical attention, which means outcomes uh, may not be as as good, and the treatment could be more involved. Instead of, say, just having a small surgery, now you might need a bigger surgery, or a, a surgery plus drug therapy, and maybe even radiation.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, do you have any idea of what we are or will be facing on that note, in terms of diagnosis, delayed diagnosis?
2: Okay. So so it, it it is hard when you, you you see these large groups of missing patients to know exactly what's happened to them and until they do come out of the, the woodwork, as it were. Um, but, you know, certainly when I've looked at, for example, some of the numbers for breast cancer during the uh, initial lockdown period in Ontario, there was a big drop in the number of, uh, of women waiting for breast cancer surgery. Um, and, um, you know, we, we uh, saw... Limitations in some of the screening and early detection programs. Um, we've uh, we're, we're um, we've seen that people uh, have had trouble accessing their GP, or there there are concerns about, as, as Ron was saying, apprehension about going to the hospital and, and apprehension about um, the risk of leaving their house and, and being exposed to COVID nineteen, um, and limitations in uh, in radiology, so waiting for for imaging and 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 all of these things can mean that it could be longer for people to um enter that phase where they have a cancer diagnosis and and now start to consider treatment. Well, and, and so yeah. Go ahead. Uh
1: yeah, I, I was going to say I mean, I know uh personally and other people I know our our man- mammograms were delayed. I wasn't worried about it because there was no urgency. To it it was screening but uh, let's see I was supposed to have it in March or April and uh, I, I ended up with it in July I mean it was honestly no big deal but um, it could have been a big deal right
2: it, it, it could have been I mean the, these these tests are done for for a reason to so so there, there are there is that percent of women that, that something will be found.
1: Okay, uh, I want to take a call from Bert in Kitchener. Hello, Bert.
0: Hi, Libby. I've talked with you before. Hi. Hope you're getting along okay. How um, are I'm you? I'm just calling to say that I have no complaint with the uh, amount of service I'm getting. Uh, I've been diagnosed less than a month ago with lung cancer.
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Oh, so am I. <laughs> uh, but I have uh, had uh, diagnostic care um, the scans, uh, getting three different scans altogether. I've had some, uh, drug care already, and, uh, everything's come along fairly quickly. I haven't noticed any real blaze. Um, I think this kind of care was accounted for before the virus came along.
1: Uh huh. When were you diagnosed?
0: Uh, uh, close to the 1st of October, just a little after.
1: Oh, so it's really fresh.
0: Yeah, it came on fast. So it just hadn't bothered me before that. And, uh, so I have more, uh, scans coming up. Uh, and I have a biopsy coming up tomorrow morning. Not looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a probe they put in the Senate to determine what type of cancer and then what type of treatment after. But I have no complaints about the, uh, speed, about the, uh, the speed of treatments and diagnosis. So I think we're being looked after okay that way.
1: Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That's uh that's good news and and I hope that you get a lot more good news throughout oh, the process.
0: And well, so um, you know, absolutely. I should mention maybe the good care is maybe it's just localized at Grand River Hospital in Kitchener. It's been excellent.
1: Oh, there's lots of good care around this province. We're very fortunate.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Except for the long term care people. Oh. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I will never
0: go into one of those places. I'll die first.
1: Okay. Thanks, Bert, and good luck to you. Have a good week. Okay, thanks. And uh, we have another caller who says that she's been uh, getting pretty uh, timely care. Hazel in Acton. Hello, Hazel. Hi, Libby. I just wanted to call and give another
0: positive story. Um, It's been just under a year when I... Found out that uh, my rare cancer had come back, and um, when COVID hit, the only change was instead of every appointment at Mount Sinai, it's been every other. My scans, nothing's been delayed. I've been given excellent care. It does make me feel bad for those who are in a situation that their story's not
1: the same. I'm glad to hear that, Hazel, and all the best of luck to you in your treatment. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, well, th- that's the good news. We're hearing from people. Um, it seems that they've been recently diagnosed kind of in this nice period between lockdowns and circuit breakers or whatever. Um, Dr. Hanna, um yeah. what do you think that going forward, what do you think the situation will be? Are we going to see more... Rationing of cancer care because uh, of the second wave. Uh, we we only have about a minute left.
0: All right. So, so I
2: I'm uh, I've been really impressed with what Cancer Care Ontario um, managed during the first wave. I think that we need to be vigilant going into the second wave as there are increasing pressures on the healthcare system. Our findings from uh, this BMJ study. Indicate that there's very good reason to be vigilant and to be careful and to make sure our patients who develop cancer wait as as short as possible. And I I do trust Cancer Care Ontario and our decision makers to keep prioritizing that. And now they have all the more reason to, to do so.
1: Okay, well, uh, thank you so much. And uh, good, great to know the the real truth behind that study. Appreciate that very much, Dr. Timothy Hanna. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Libby. It's a pleasure.
1: Okay. All right. Free for all Friday is coming up tomorrow. If you didn't have a chance to get through or if uh, there's something you want to add to all the conversations we've had this week and who knows what we're going to be facing as of Toronto, because as of tomorrow, not Toronto, because we are getting those new modeling numbers this afternoon. And I have a hunch that uh, it's not going to be great news right now. That's all the time we have for today.